Hello, everybody, and welcome to Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media that your girl may drag you to. If that's a bit judgmental for you, I'm sorry. Um, this is Matt. This is Alex. And I'm clearly fighting my own personal demons. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us again. We're doing episode three of The Bachelorette, Katie Katie Thurston, Thurston for some love. Uh her season here um, in the beautiful state of New Mexico, mm-hmm. um, where they have not yet mentioned any green chilies or hatch chilies, which yeah. I find very odd. Yeah, it's like one of their top exports. What the heck? Literally, their their license plate has chili peppers on it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, so I don't. I I mean, they're kind of missing some key points here. Um, yeah. But uh, just like every show, we're having some beers. We're gonna talk some. We're gonna talk some stuff. Suds with the buds to talk about rosebuds. Alex, you're doing nice. Good. I like that. Thanks. Breeze buds though, so weak. <laughs> good but weak. We'll take it. Um, I'm I'm trying a new one here out of Longmont, Colorado. Wibby Brewing. This is a. It's called Light Shine Rattler. This is refreshing, sweet, tart. Hmm. And what I'm looking at is it's a Hellas Lager with a splash of raspberry lemonade. So I'm actually kind of excited to try this. What is the ABV on this? This is uh, four and a half. So it's it's doable. Nothing too heavy tonight. That'll do, pig. Yeah, what about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking Tropical Snow Dance from Platt Park Brewing. It's their Mosaic IPA. Um, their tagline on it is, keep cold, drink fresh, and live aloha. Mm. You know, um, it's not bad. I like the brewery. It has a coconut taste to it and like a coconut banana. And those are like two flavors oh. I do not like. Um, mm. but, but, you know, like when the fridge runs low, you know, I'm, I'm on a diet actually right now. Like to you. the beers you don't like, you must go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's well, when you, when you kind of hit rock bottom, you kind of start chewing on pebbles yeah. um, and my, my fridge is empty um your bottom feeding in your in your beer fridge correct it actually came down to this beer or our pumpkin beer that you and i made and i chose to avoid that one at all costs yeah i feel like that's that's uh that beer we made is probably better applied to uh open wounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like a smelling salt when someone's unconscious you just pour a little on their lips and they just snap right up yeah, yeah. yeah. let's talk uh, to the denver broncos maybe maybe that could be our business we can make very high ABV beers that don't belong in anybody's mouth for tasting. You know, like zombie Skittles. We just make zombie beers where, you know, like you try and like make a hipster admit that it tastes good and it's their favorite, (laughs) but it really is just dog shit beer. I think that's, I think that'd be a good idea. Put a really fancy label around it and be like, dude, this is like rated the top IPA in the world. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Your palate can't pick up those notes. Yeah. And we're just in the background laughing, drinking other brewers' beers. Or, or yeah, we're, we're just saying, we're just saying, I don't know, but I don't know you, but I think this is terrible. No, man, you just don't understand. Oh, okay. Ironically, we're doing that without trying, which yeah. is which is really interesting. Our other ones have been good, but the last one we the last one we had really kind of killed our mojo. It was like sitting around in a truth circle, um, yeah. you know, and and then with each other, with just ourselves, correct, exposing our nuts, and then and then that's that's what our beer was essentially. So it's kind of prevented us from doing our next one, which is going to be a peachy sour, which we're trying to put to, a brewing date together. So to, to be fair, we we have a we have a uh, 
Hall of Fame batting average, though, for making beer. All of our beers have turned out great, except for that pumpkin ale. So we're, we're all right. We got to keep that confidence up. I don't know why I shook our confidence as much as it did. We got we got to get back in that back in that arena and make make this sour and knock it out of the park. But my issue is that like we went right from a bad fruit. Like, granted, pumpkin is like it's a delicate taste. Either like or it's you know. a gourd. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a gourd. We're, we're brewing with a gourd. What yeah, do we expect? Uh, I guess it's not a fruit. This takes away my whole joke, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> but no, but we're going straight into a peachy sour. So I don't know. Maybe we're... I like peachy sours. Okay. Well, then we should brew it. Yeah. I think I my favorite, one of my I favorite beers. You have a newborn. I have my <laughs> wants too. One of, one of my favorite sours, actually, or even just seasonal beers in and of itself, is I think from Denver Beer Co. Right when it gets to be the season, they take all the Palisade peaches and make a big batch of peach sours. And it's fantastic. It's delicious. Well, I'm going to be busting out those this summer. I think they come out late summer. So well, we should do it. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of uh, truth circles. Yeah. We, we got, we got a, I mean, we got a pretty interesting that? episode that we watched. I, I thought there was a like, do you want to just get right into it and start with that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, why, well, you know, we can go back to Carl. Um, I don't really think that's a big thing, but there's like, we can sum up couple- Carl in, in like 20 seconds and that's all he deserves. He yeah. basically gets called out for being the prick that he is. And Katie sends him home. So sayonara. We're glad to see him go. Uh, she continues to make solid moves in terms of cutting the fat. So I'll, g- I'll give her and the show credit for that. Yeah. You know, I don't think she's putting up with the producers trying to have a guy like Carl hang around for a while, you know? Yeah. And even before we like, I give my opinion on Carl, there's something about this episode that really grinded my gears. Like it really pissed me off. Me you know too, what it was? Hopefully it's two different things so we can talk about them. I can guarantee you it will be. Okay. They're at an, they're at an extremely nice resort, right? And a really expensive resort in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. The damn hotel only has an above ground jacuzzi, like a portable above ground jacuzzi. Yeah. It doesn't even have like a yeah. built in jacuzzi. So those guys are sitting in those jacuzzis where the seats are like made where you have to sit in uh-huh. certain angles. You, you, you have to lounge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like that is not the, my idea of luxury is to be in like a, 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 a jacuzzi that can be picked up and moved. Or, or like, I get what they're trying to do with those. Like, oh, you're supposed to relax in those things. I don't relax in those things when they're f- shaped a certain way for you to sit yeah. into them. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to sit like this the whole time. Like I'd, rather, I'd like to sit up. I'd like to, I don't know, put my, 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 my leg over my knee, you know, and like you know, kick back. Like I don't want to be in like the reclined position the entire time. And I, and I have a bad back as you know. Um, so when I'm in there and I'm like, like really tense, I'm in there with someone else and they sit in the wrong spot. Like I have to awkwardly turn my body to like look at <laughs> yes. them. No, it's not even conducive for conversation. No, it's not conducive. Everybody's looking like in a, in like, an opposite direction. Correct. It's crazy. It, 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 I, I just, that, that blew my mind. So yeah. I, I'm sure that wasn't the thing that you picked up on as well. It didn't but. even cross my mind, but it's like when you bring it up it's like, it's throwing sand in my gears. It's Why don't they gears. have a nice jacuzzi? Why don't they have a built-in jacuzzi? Like with the pool, they can see 25 yeah. people. Even, like, even last season, the, the place up in Vermont or whatever, New Hampshire, wherever it was, at least they had like that custom, like, bathtub that was out in the in the woods i mean the it's still, still an above ground one. like that one's legit yeah the the, this... the one that they have here is like the one like you buy over like at the at the the bath and pool expo and yes. like install using a crane same yes. day 
Yes. And, and like literally looking at all those guys in that one jacuzzi, like literally made me feel like I was at a Super Bowl party looking at a crock pot full of cocktail weenies. Like literally, like it made no sense to me. It really irked me. So I like, I, that's I, my outrage you, of the week is no, that, like, <laughs> they don't have proper jacuzzi and hot tub. You know, I guess it's called different things. And what do you call it? Do you call it hot tub or jacuzzi? Because I guess different parts of the country call it different things. I oh, so you know, I, I call a hot tub an above ground vessel that that churns the water and heats it. Jacuzzis are in ground, usually accompanied by a pool in the same square footage, right? That's what I consider. I, I consider jacuzzi like the legit. They dug a hole in the ground. It's sealed. It's got tiled. It's a, it's like that's what I consider a jacuzzi to be. Okay. Like like a like a contractor gets the permits and puts that thing in, not a let's put this thing on our porch. Like that's a that's a hot tub, in my opinion. It's, I wonder. It's like jacuzzi. Jacuzzi went the way of like jet ski, where like people call everything that a jet ski when jet skis are when you stand up and sea dudes are where you sit down, but everyone just calls it jet skis. Mm-hmm. Like uh, jacuzzi is kind of taken over like spa and hot tub, but that, that I think I've heard that's a West Coast thing. So oh really. I don't know. I, maybe we should jump into the <laughs> we should jump into the episode because this is something that obviously I could talk about all day. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, that bothered me. We're about to get sued by the Spa Contractors Guild of America. <laughs> the SPAG. SPAG. Yeah. SPAG. Oh no. Um, um, so all right, I'll, I'll I'll start with this, and again, if you want to jump into it, we can. But sure. what, what grinds my gears is this continual theme of the show tearing open emotional and psychological wounds for contestants only to be most likely sent home later on. And it happened again. And in my opinion, even more frustrating at a mass scale during the group date. Yeah. I mean, so if you want to go there, we can, we can always touch on it later if you want to, but no, that's, was, that's what grabbed my gear. Right let's go right into that because that was a huge chunk of the episode was that whole weird circle mm-hmm. and i thought which which can I, can I just start with it starts out with they all walk into this room it's pitch black all around with like basically like an interrogation lamp over all of them and lo and behold of all people because he's qualified nick vial shows up and he's thank, gonna thank he's goodness gonna moderate he this thing yeah. and he says absolutely nothing the entire time like unless they edited him out like he he literally just intros and then just sits there and i'm like I don't know. I mean, like, at least if I'm a contestant, at least I know some of the guys are sitting in the room with me to a certain degree because we've been living together. But yeah. I, I don't. I don't know Nick Vile. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna say shit around him. <laughs> like, I don't know you, dude. Well, you could see like the different different levels of commitment that like each of the guys had. Like, um, you have Hunter who goes first. Who I Hunter like I Hunter's like resonated with me because I'm a divorced guy with kids. Um, you know, like. That was interesting. And then like Thomas came in with like the eight mile approach, like the B rabbit. Like, yeah, I got red flags. Yeah, I was dating a girl a week before I came here. Yeah, yeah, I want wanted to be the bachelor. Yeah, I had different things. What I do you want to address that too? Because that was very <laughs> interesting. It was like B, it was like Eminem and Eminem and eight miles. Like, now what you got to say about me? It's like, I don't know. You kind of covered it all until she was until he was pressed on it and he could couldn't say anything. I Hunter, I mean, I I think I almost texted you when I was watching this at the moment and i was like they start this thing off and hunter just goes deep right away talking yeah. about his failures 
that he sees himself, his failures as a husband and that he focused on work and it, and he focused on all the wrong things and it, and it destroyed his family. Yeah. And I'm like, focused on the tattoo parlor as well. Did you see his arm? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that? A comic book strip? It's yeah, people can, can self-medicate however they choose, man. It's, you know, what, who knows? All I know is that I was going to well, actually be like, you, well, when that, you look- that wasn't, that wasn't the way Katie was expecting this to go right off the bat. It's like, it's again, I, I feel like if I were her, I'm a bachelorette and the producers set this thing up and like, and Nick Vial's orchestrating it all. And then something like comes out of hunters rather than that. I'm, I'm feeling like an asshole personally. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm going like, Oh my God, this poor man, like is literally he's put, he's leaving it all out in the field here. And like, yeah, I just, I feel like a jerk for feeling like, like I indirectly have forced him to go there right now. Like couple, couple thoughts on Hunter. Do you think he looks like Alf, the alien's nephew? I mean, he's got a lot of layers. I don't know, if, I don't know if I look, I don't even remember Alf's nephew. Well, no, you know, he looks like Alf. You don't remember Alf the alien? Yeah, yeah. I remember Alf, Alf had alien. a nephew that would be, oh. that would be Hunter. Oh, I thought there was another character like Alf's nephew. I'm like, I don't remember Alf's nephew, but no, I mean, and then he also looks like a really tired Dennis Quaid. Yes. No, he looks exhausted. <laughs> like, and maybe that's just the production. Maybe it's because, you know, who knows when they did these interviews, right? Maybe it was like two in the morning, right? Yeah. Before their cocktail hour to go to sunrise. Who knows? But I kind of like these older guys on the show too, though. Cause like I found Hunter refreshing and I they're real. And they actually have refreshing. Yeah. And they have experience. And then you have like someone like Aaron, who just hates everyone. Like he obviously gets me. He's just, he's like, literally like, he's like, uh, I'm trying to think of, he's like Tweety Bird, man. He's just like, I'm going to take him down. If, if anybody from marketing at Omaha Steaks <laughs> is listening, like they, or, or, or like the beef association, they need to hire him. Cause like, it should just be a picture with him having like getting angry at everybody and just slap the beef it's what's for dinner and just like that's a commercial i, I would i would buy i would buy beef where's buy the beef, beef right yeah there with aaron, with aaron has aaron beef with every contestant on this show you literally he cusses he gets angry and like another thing that i didn't like about He's this cu- episode is fucking dudes overreacting and you have trey who you know the back of the car ball pit dude literally you would think someone murdered his parrot with the way he was reacting Oh my gosh! Taking time from everyone. You are your really yes. nice, bro. It's yes. like calm down. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I mean, your screen time. I love the guys who I don't even know who the hell they are. Like, like they're obviously people that are like non-dramatic. They're just kind of sitting back, and I feel bad for like, like oh. Connor B. Like Catman's kind of being brought into like the drama because they keep as keep having Aaron talk to Connor. I said this to my wife while I was like watching this, like you know, three quarters or maybe like you know. 80% of the way through, I'm, I'm look, I look over and I go, if I were one of these regular guys sitting through all this, I'd be like, good Lord, I can't wait till all these guys are gone. Like, it's like, I don't have any, I don't have anything to do with any of this. And I'm like, just along for this terrible bus ride to like emotional instability. <laughs> it's like, I just be like, can we, like, I don't know. I just be like, I don't know. If I were contestant, I'd be like, my one-on-one time with her would be like, so all these guys are like really focusing on like a bunch of nonsense. Like, 
how about you and I just chat? How are you doing? I yeah. need some sanity today because they they keep bickering about like whatever, yeah. right? And it's like, and I, you know, I'm not going to start drama. But like these guys are terrible. <laughs> just be like, how are you doing? Can we just have a cup of coffee and just hang? Like just chill? Like, and like and it, that, that interruption scene where Thomas was coming in to steal from Aaron, which they blew into this big, big issue. If he would have walked in, if anyone would come and walk in and try and steal from me, I'll be like, hey, buddy, is it urgent? Um, yes. Okay. Then as soon as I'm done, I'll come find you and you can come talk to her. Yeah. And then if it's not, I'll be like, okay, well, as soon as I'm done, I'll come find you so you can go talk. Yeah. To <laughs> same like, answer. Same answer no matter what. But you, <laughs> you gotta say like, you like a kid. The kid doesn't know the answer is going to be the same. <laughs> you make him see like there's a choice. You literally have to like give guided answers. It's like, hey, like if this was you talking to her, would you appreciate me interrupting? No. It's okay. like a, hey, Aaron, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, I'll come get you in 90 seconds or I'll get you in a minute and a half. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five like, minutes. I'll give you the choice. Yeah. Five minutes or 300 seconds. <laughs> Whatever you tell me. Your choice, man. Your choice. You choose. I, really? It's, I, I want, I understand. One sounds mean. a lot longer than the other. 300? <laughs> Five. 300 big. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you rather have a penny every day um, for the rest of your life. Um, but you know, like I, 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 mean, I, I, the only one that really stood out is like, like obviously Katie. I, I, so I appreciated what, I appreciate the fact that Katie participated. I'll give her that sharing something very deep. Like Matt James would just say like, thank you for sharing that. Like, and then he'd like, then he'd be like, let me kiss your nose. Like yeah. literally like it goes nowhere with him, and but he at least reciprocated the openness when, even though most people are like, I lost my dad, which like sad. Yes. But that's not a defining, she, that's not answering the question. And I was worried. Cause at first she kind of opened up with that. Cause she's like, obviously you guys know me, like, you know, like about my dad and I'm going, yeah, you're going to tell this story again. But then she's like, here's something you don't know. I'm like, okay, cool. So like, cause I've already heard her dad like four or five times already in like the three episodes we've watched. So like when she opened up, which like, I also kind of thought it was like odd that she opened up with that again, but I guess probably just saying like, Hey, I know, you know, this part of me, but like, I'm gonna tell you another side of me. Right. Yeah. Um, and no, like, and I, yeah, I, I, I like you, I appreciate like her sharing that story and it's, it's real. You know, it's a real story. Another, another thing I want to point out though, too, is that I don't think Hunter went first. He was sitting counterclockwise to Nick Vial and I very much doubt they would start counterclockwise. Yeah. Hmm. So they probably Unless, started with him because he was one of the more deeper ones because, yeah. I mean, they didn't even play everyone else's secrets. Mm-mm. Can you imagine like if you're in there and you're like, okay, like you're like, I, you know, I did this and this It's like, Oh my gosh, I got caught masturbating one night when my girlfriend came home. And it's like, and then, and then that's, the only one they show, that's the only one they show on the show. You're like, Oh gosh, like <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> Tony killed somebody. <laughs> that and that's, yeah, honestly, like I would be like praying that my story just didn't get edited in, right? Okay. I'd be like, when this like when this episode come in, came in, I wonder if like ha- like all of those guys are like, oh, please don't, please don't do my story, please don't do my story, like oh, crap, like <laughs> as soon as it comes in. Hunter, how do you feel? Ah, shoot. Yeah. Well, why? How many people in Seattle do you think did mental math with Katie's story? And they're like, okay, thirteen years uh-huh. ago, she did. So and so, let alone the guy who's probably watching this, being like, "Oh s- shoot!" I thought about the guy's mom, where she's like, 
no, not Timothy. <laughs> no. But he's so perfect. He dated Katie for four months and they never figured it out after New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, and she tried so hard. <laughs> not making light of the situation. No, no, no. But, uh, to, but to your point, imagine like that man's mom being like, oh my God, she's talking about my son. Like, uh, I, yikes, yikes. Uh, he deserves to be outed. Um, well, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I, I, I think... Um, and I'm forgetting the guy, the guy's name who went, who they showed second. Like you said, the guy, the, um, the guy was like, yeah, I was thinking about being the bachelor and like, you know, my intentions are kind of whatever about this. Yeah, let's but... talk about Thomas. Thomas. Thank you. I, I wanted yeah. to say John Do- Thomas. So yeah, Thomas, I find very interesting. And this is what, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you, cause I know that you're always really sharp and you're probably going to say something about this too. Maybe I'm just, I'm beating you to the punch here, but you're always really sharp. on picking up on just like psychological tactics that people play on the show and i find it very interesting that he his delivery during that whole thing during that whole like confession right essentially it was a confession right was the structure was very much sandwiched it was yeah i didn't show up here for the right reasons and then compliment 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 and then it was and yeah, I wanted to be bachelor one day. Compliment, compliment, compliment. Because like it always like he'd steam he he would he would he would spend about three seconds on his intentions for being on this show, followed by twenty five seconds of of trying to butter her up the entire time, followed by a quick three seconds of. But I also want to be the bachelor. But that but that's before I met you in the and again. 25 more seconds of, of trying to butter her up. And I just thought it was very interesting. I'm like, he's tr- one. I feel like if this, if these are your intentions, anyways, you're being stupid by even sharing this, this early on. Yeah. Like actually just see if you have feelings for her in the first place, which again, I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Let's just, let's say he is, he's actually, dang, this girl's really cool. He's really liking her keep developing those first. And then maybe you can have that serious conversation with her down the road and be like, look, you know, share something else that you want to talk about in your past. You know, like don't, don't go right into like, Hey, I know it's only like episode four right now. And like, we, you still have like eight guys to chop off at the end of this week. So I'm going to go ahead and say that like, yeah, I want to be the bachelor. Like, well, it's, it's, so I thank you for pointing out that I'm smart. Um, secondly, I didn't uh, use those words. <laughs> you said I'm sharp. Um, it's, it's really manipulative behavior. It's, it's actually very scary what he's doing. Um, you know, it's very narcissistic personality disorder oriented where, you know, you saw how he's like getting this rose means everything and how he spoke in platitudes the entire time. And when he was asked a direct question, you said you have red flags and you're happy to talk about them. He's like, you know, fear and love are so synonymous. And, you know, like, and like, I, like you, you're just so great. And looking at you, I just get so happy. And he does the thing. And it's like mm-hmm. literally pouring on the emotion so much. Anyone that says, I love you right away. Watch out. There's yeah. someone that needs some needs to get you hooked in on a, on a line um, before you can. This guy is clearly here to be the bachelor. I think that that's, you know, like I've never smiled that much in my 33 years on this earth than he's done in this first three episodes. Um, but I wrote down it's really sociopathic behavior. And I don't think he recognizes how his actions and how he, 
does things because he's after personal gain or personal fulfillment, how it makes others feel, you know, like, like, doesn't yeah. even cross his mind. Doesn't even cross his mind. And when he's confronted yeah. with it, he's almost like blindsided. Like, what? How could you make, how could you paint this on me? What? Well, wow. and I sent you this, I sent you this today because that was very interesting. I read this and so I sent it to you. It says, manipulation is when they blame you for your reaction to their disrespect. Correct. Yeah. And, and it's like, like, like you just, you literally just described that. It's like a victim in their own story. And, and they're, you know, like, you are putting this on me. Like, I'm just trying to be the best man possible. Or like, I'm just looking out for myself. Like you're supposed to be cool. with Here like, you are attacking me. Yeah. I really had to tell her that I love her. And then he, ch- like, he's, he's, he's bad news. Um, mm-hmm. He's really bad news. And she's kind of like falling for it. Which, uh... Yeah. I don't understand. But, but, but here's the thing. It works that uh, otherwise this wouldn't be a thing. Right, like I don't know. Like I've never said, heard like, of a girl. Say, I've never heard of a girl dating a bad dude before. I've never heard of that. Is that a thing? That's that's true. No, they don't like bad boys. Yeah, no, that yeah, it's weird. But they, they don't can, like red they, flags. They, them, they, they never ignore red flags. That's no. one thing. Well, they guys, can, too, though. Guys never. Guys never ignore red flags. For girls, they can so. change the flags, though. So, you know. Mm. Uh, pop, Given enough time. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop me kettle, of course, obviously, because obviously there's men that you know. Or have their own issues for sure, um, for sure. Um, <laughs> we do the same thing in many different ways <laughs> so no i was really i thought was really funny too is like when they were reading into the punctuation of the date card like it doesn't even say hard katie whoa that's heavy like i remember so many nights like in my youth or like dating phases or whatever i'm like oh my gosh that was a period at the end of that sentence it was an exclamation point she not feeling it like what's going on mm-hmm. like, that was a total like pubescent boy reaction <laughs> to the day card with the end the dot 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 it takes me back to like those days when it's like okay is okay k period like she's mad <laughs> hey like, what does that just, mean yeah. does, she, does she like me it, it follows the uh is everything okay <laughs> yeah Hey Google, yeah. what does a purple heart mean? Is it different than a red heart? I need or a to... yellow one. What does yellow one mean? You got our white roses, man. That's a friendship rose. What <laughs> yeah, the did hell? I, did I just get French? Yeah, did I just get friend zoned? Oh man. Oh. Dot dot dot. Is she still oh. typing? Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought that, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, let's talk about Michael. Um, let's let's talk about Michael. But before we do really quickly just something i wanted to point out a lot of the guys are drinking wine which mm-hmm. i find very odd because they're all in their mid-20s and do you think that wine is what's being provided or do you think they're trying to elevate their sophistication mm-hmm. level on national television because if i was there i'd be drinking a beer or a yeah. cocktail but everyone was drinking wine in one scene red wine i thought it was very interesting like when's the you, last time you went to a party where 20 year old men are all sitting around drinking wine? Do you think that wine gets them paid more per glass than say beer? Maybe wines like a, do you get paid $500 for every glass of wine you drink tonight? Well, I saw a couple guys drinking cocktails in the morning. I appreciated that game too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, not? those, those got to be at I least. I didn't have a date that day, and it wasn't a cocktail party. I'm like, all right, I'm. You're gonna have problems with me. I'm gonna be oh, a yeah, here when I walk out of here. I'm hitting the gym in the morning, getting three cocktails in me. Maybe do some 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 hot yoga, 
take a nap. <laughs> that's that's my day off. If I got a if I'm like post one on one with with a bachelorette, I took my nap. I got my drip pan. I'm doing a me day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a Cars three quote. If anyone has kids, which you're getting there, Alex. Um, you have kids, but they're not at the age of where they're watching stuff. All right, let's talk about another dad. He's got eyes. He's watching stuff, but not not shows. Nah, dude, the lights aren't on. Oh my god! He'll be home right now. <laughs> His brain is literally. He hasn't told you again seven. yet. I write out when the movie credits roll. He hasn't said, "Let's watch it again yet." That's when really your <laughs> life really changes. You think I really? I can't wait. Trolls two seventy two times. Yes, but mm. I, I didn't put it on myself. Um, cool things about Michael, like it begins at engagement doesn't end at engagement the process like we've been yelling that for years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was the first time it was verbalized and she thought that was like a novel idea like people don't know that marriage is really hard like and well, he, he presented it as a novel idea too he's like he's like look everybody looks at it as this play why he goes i look at it like this like so he part of it was his delivery that she blew that, that he blew her mind that way but, but again, but here's the other thing too, is like the world is so transfixed on get to the marriage, not what do you do two weeks in, yeah, two months in, two years in, 20 years in, right? It's like, yeah, it's, you know, so yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that, that one, I'm like, I was, I was thumbs upping that one big time, but yeah, I thought, but again, I, I don't know if I trust Michael yet completely. It sounds like a real dude. It I, sounds I, great, but he's so like, like with his wife dying, couldn't imagine that. Like one of my mm-hmm. mentors, two of his wives passed before he did. And wow. he said the similar things that what Michael said, like you have more than one soulmate on this earth. And I was, he said, I was, I was lucky to meet two of them, mm. you know, like, and I, I do like, and like my mentor's second wife knew that the wife that died of breast cancer early, the love will never be replaced, but it will be, they will have their own love. And then he mm-hmm. went on and had an amazing life with her too. And then she passed as well. And, you know, like it's, it's kind of a crazy deal. Like I, I, I hate being opinionated, but January 2019, and this filmed, I think, at the end of 2020, or did it film, Mm -hmm. like, that's not a lot of mourning time for 12 years of marriage, and, like, I get you need to get out there, but, like, there's a difference between, like, activating a Bumble account and going on national TV. Yeah. So On a reality TV show. Yeah. He seems like a real dude though, which I appreciate and no, nothing against him because I don't like, I wish him success. I don't think she's ready to step into that role with him, even though she may feel like she's ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I only say that because that is a very, 180 degree turn of the life that she's presenting about herself Mm. sex positivity open Mm. being like like i want to start and grow something it's like it this michael is a complete stop has a kid that still loves his wife that love's not going away starting from scratch it 
I feel like Katie wants her own story. Which is fine. Yeah, which is great. But but great. I mean, sharing a story is very tough. Anyone that is with me is going to have to share with my story. I have Mm -hmm. kids and, you know, I have been married before. And, you know, like, not that it can't be the greatest love story ever. Um, Girls are advertising that. (laughs) Hey, you want to have kids but save your body? Hey, I'm your man. Um, No, but it's like, like, literally, like, it is a, it is, it's baggage and, and it's uh, not like no baggage isn't all bad, but it's a reality of the situation. It's like still something that gets carried into the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bag, I feel like baggage has a negative connotation, but it's, it's no, you just, you've got stuff that you're carrying into this relationship. Yeah. It's not same all negative, with, but same with, same with Hunter. I mean, like, like Hunter has two children as well. Yeah. And, you know, like there's going to be, you know, I feel like there's, like what we mentioned, you know, she's, she's going to have, she's going to walk in and she's going to want her own story, which again, she's totally deserving of and entitled to just like all these other guys have their own story and probably going to want their own story with her too. Yeah. I, but I think, I think that's everybody. And I think that's why some relationships work and some don't is because I feel like it's really matching up. Like if their story is a story that they want to like live into, that makes sense. Mm-hmm if you want to use the metaphor of like a story, right? Like it's, you start to find out like, it, like, yeah. If I, if I have, if I have an ex-wife or a dead wife, or, you know, I've got kids and it's like, we very much have this story that we're leading and this path that we lead on already. And some of these things are, are non-negotiable, right? They're, they're, they're non sequiturs. It's like, this thing's going to be like, I can't just, we're not casting aside my children while we date. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and also I feel like there's different maturities at these different life stages too. She's not going to hit the really kind of like, at least I don't, I don't think so. Like the whole like lovey dovey flirtatious, like, like, let's, let's do a turnaround trip. Like it's just not going to happen. These guys have hearts that have been opened up and hardened and not in a bad way, more so than a single guy would be right. Oh, yeah. Cause they've had kids. They protect those kids. They're, you know, like there's, there's, I feel like there's just this. I've, I feel like I've changed so much just in the last six months than who I was all these 31 years prior to. Yeah. Having a kid makes you realize you live selfishly your entire life. Doesn't it? Yeah. And, and it makes you appreciate time. It makes you appreciate moments. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like there's this, you know, like I, I, like, to be honest, like I, before I had a kid, I'd always see these guys. It's like, you know, they go on these, these shows and like, I really, and, and girls too. Right. When it was the bachelor where it's like, they have kids, like, oh, I really miss my kids. And like, and it really was like this kind of recurring theme until finally they just got let, like, you know, like they just all let go. Right. And I was always kind of like, well, like, why did you go on this show for one? Right. Yeah. But, but it was also kind of one of those things like, like I get it, you miss your kids, right? <laughs> but like now that now that I have kids, I'm like, I couldn't, I I would never do this show for that exact reason. Yeah, I couldn't be like, here, watch my kid for two months. Yeah, like no way, no way, no way is that happening. It's, it's hard, you know. Like even though, like <clears throat> as a single dad dating a dating single dad, you know, like part of it too though is you have to still identify that you're a person and even when you're Mm -hmm. married like you have to realize that you still have 
needs and wants and you know that that you know maybe you want to run a triathlon and that will take time away from your family or your mm-hmm. wife or you know as a as a, a single dad it's like yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to get married again or, or find the right person. But like, I also recognize my kids are young and it's like, Hey, like, yeah, no, I can't go to brunch because Johnny has a soccer game or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, I really can't like go out and have five margaritas. Um, because, uh, you know, like I have to wake up in the morning and pick up my kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's a different, I have to be on every day. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and especially like, what happens if a medical decision pops up mm-hmm. in the middle of your, your debauchery, it kind of like changes your mind on a lot of different things. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, so I'm going to sign up with one of my coworkers for the show. I got his consent. Um, oh, I'm going to really? sign him up for the next <laughs> season of the bachelorette, but everyone's like, you should do it too. And I'm like, I like, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from my kids and I don't want to get no. away from my kids. No, you know, I'm doing it the way that God intended me to be on hinge on bumble, just waiting. Um, (laughs) That that God's really tech savvy. He loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like how God intended us to meet people, you know, like on Facebook dating, like all these different things, like, you know, like, you know, like just the simple ways, but, uh, I don't like if if thou liketh thy face, thou thou shalt uh, swipe right. Yeah. Hey man, you can't win the lotto without buying a ticket. Am I right? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it, it was interesting because it was very single dad focused, this deal. And it was like mm-hmm. two older mature men are older with kids. And it's like, you know, which, which is ironic. I mean, arguably they'd be probably the, some of the best providers in the, in the entire group. Cause they get it. Yeah. Right. They've been there. And here's the other thing. Like, it's kind of like you want to test drive something before you, before you buy it. Right. And it's like, they've already been test driven. Like they, like, especially they, when they, they have no disillusions about marriage and he knows where he failed. So he's actually owning up to like, I made mistakes and I know where I made those mistakes. So guess what? He's not going to try and bring into this next marriage, those mistakes. Right. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, if he was completely ignorant to a different story, but the, yeah. the way that he owned up to it in that session was like, she'd be marrying if it was him, if he wins, like she'd be marrying him or she'd be marrying a guy that knows where not to make mistakes. And I think that's huge. Yeah. So well, like you said, not selfish. Yeah. So, and so. disclaimer to that, to what you said earlier, if you want to run a triathlon, like you also as a dad have to do the things that make you happy too, so that you can be continue to be the best dad to your kids. Correct. If you just, if it's all of them or all your wife, like you're going to run yourself in into the ground and you're going to get all kinds of messed up. If, in you number die, if you die to yourself and give everything just to your kids or just to your wife and eventually it suffers. Eventually everybody suffers. Everything's going to crumble. Yep. You no. Know? Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I get it, but I just think like, dude, man, like do a plenty of fish profile. You don't need to go on national TV. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I agree with that. And again, part of it too is, I don't know how these people do it with kids, anyways. And then like any of these contestants, it's like I, oh, I don't know. Home. And then like then they go to like Bachelor in Paradise. It's like that's another couple months away. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's, it's well, insane it, to me. Bachelor in Paradise is a whole other conundrum to me too because I'm just kind of like they market themselves as these good, upstanding people, and then they're just hopping around from girl to girl or guy to guy. The, the for like for a two month span I'm just like no this is like gross like yeah. i don't know so yeah so it's always a kind of like a 
I always hate to hear when a contestant that I liked is going to be on it. Cause I'm like, no, like I, I liked you as you presented yourself on the bachelor. Right. Or yeah. I liked you as you presented yourself on the bachelor. It's all the heavy editing. You were great. Yeah. I am. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of like, ugh. but yeah. So anyway, that's, that's not here or there though. So we get through the, the, the group date, which again, I, that's, which is the item that grinded my gears. I just don't appreciate them finding out that like this sells. And so they're tearing people up emotionally and psychologically, but well, is there anything else you want to talk about while we wrap this? Who do you think goes home? How uh, many people does she have to eliminate this round? I forget. I don't know. Is the redhead guy that I've never seen before that was in the background? <laughs> yeah, yeah but all, all he does, or I tell he does, but all I've seen him in is like, they cut to him for like emotional reactions to things. Literally, right? like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even know there was a redhead in the show. Like, I'm like, who is this guy? I don't even know he's still around. Um, I always thought that was really funny. And then there's a guy with like the tossled hair. He kind of looks like, like this guy in a wetsuit. Like, I don't know who that guy is either. And I, I also, want the, like, I want the redheaded guy to like show up and be like, in the final five and be like, who's this and be like i don't i don't know people producers just kept pointing me to, to stand on the mark <laughs> he's literally the doritos 3d guy that i talked about in the very beginning like i have no idea who this redhead is in the background he's like floating around like um i i can't even imagine but you know like then like connor b it's like your shirt has buttons for a reason buddy you can go above your navel yeah. um and also he has a chicken tattooed on his bicep i thought that was interesting um maybe he's a chef no he's not a chef He's a piano bar math teacher. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up was like when Thomas entered the room, when Hunter confronted him, some guy randomly beatboxed. He's like, boom, did you remember that? Yeah. That was so weird. I'm like, what, who, whose natural reaction is like, maybe he's like, doing like, like this. it's like, he's here. The, the one thing I will mention about the episode that was fantastic not that I want to give Carl any more airtime on this podcast. Yeah. But I loved looking at how insecure his body language was and his facial expressions were as all the guys just kept ripping on him. Like, what if he was he, talking about Thomas the entire time? I think he is. To be like to be fair to be, to be fair to Carl, I think he was talking about Thomas the whole time. Be interesting. But all you have to do once, or all you have to do is hear once that one guy's like, yeah, I was hoping to be the bachelor in this. And you're going to be like, oh, pounds. He's here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he wants to be the bachelor. Like who wouldn't want to be the bachelor? I don't, well, I don't understand. thousand dollars and you get to travel around the world. Yeah. Sounds not too bad. Here, yeah. Right. One, well, here's the only wrench that would be thrown into this concept or this, uh, this theory of mine, I'll say the fact that he didn't just come out and say it. He basically was confronting every guy in the house as opposed to saying, fine, you guys want to know who it is? It's freaking Thomas. Yeah. Like, he actually like, was like, what if Carl's like the most noble guy of the season? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he was completely twist. demonized by the editing. Yeah. Correct. The fact that no one said goodbye to him and then he just stood there awkwardly with his back to Katie <laughs> yeah. and then she yeah. didn't move and then he's like, okay, I guess I'll leave. I guess uh, I'll keep, I guess I'll put one foot in front of the other here. <laughs> It's like shadow no, but, boxing on his way out, you know. Like, yeah. yeah so that, that's that's the one thing. I'm like, dude, like you've already burned your entire relationship with everybody in the house, and Katie's gonna hate you for it. Like at this point, why not try to save yourself and be like, 
what what nobody's heard thomas talk about how much he wants to be the bachelor next year yeah like because that, that would change the conversation big time because then that wouldn't have had that would have happened where what's his name came up and when he got the rose said just so you know none of the guys agree with carl okay yeah i mike p mike p i liked that move i did not like his precursor to that move when he said we have a responsibility as our unit to protect our queen i'm like dude you need to get laid you need to like get this monotonistic fixation with the queen and the king and that's one of my biggest pet peeves i yeah. I, I hate that more than speaking my truth is when someone says this is my mm-hmm. queen mm-hmm. and this is my king oh my gosh yeah you surf I only, you I only surf <laughs> or, or or the whole like I'm, I'm looking for that like i'm sure you've seen this on on your dating accounts I'm looking for that person to build my empire with. Oh, wow. What's this empire? I don't know, man. Like adventure buddies really big. Like, like, yeah. like, like we ain't oh, going are, traveling are gonna, all the time. Are you going to tell me about your, your pyramid scheme you're doing? Like, like it reminds me of that South Park episode or that just Dave Chappelle stand up when Michael Jackson's like, don't y'all climb trees. Like, nah, motherfucker. We got jobs and shit. Like, I can't be your adventure buddy. I got kids. Like, what yeah. do you, you know? Yeah. I, Oh man. <sighs> yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. That, that, and that goes right along with the whole King queen thing. It's uh, just like the whole, like, uh, I'm looking for the person to build my, build our, build uh, my empire with like, what, uh, what, are, what are you building? Please tell me. Oh my gosh. Or like you're working runs, in, you're working like, in nine to five at a, you know, at a 50,000 employee company. What, what are you doing to build your <laughs> empire? Like, yeah. I want someone to run five K's with me. It's like, run it yourself. Like literally, if that's what you, I will want. be waiting for you at the end with a beer in my hand. You don't need no man. You don't need no cheerleader. Like, yeah. go, out, go out there and just run your race. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we can talk about my dating faux pas uh, any any other time, but we're out of time here. That's our show. Follow us on Twitter at ro stones guys on Instagram at ro stones guys. Um, don't forget to share, like, rate, ratings help. I appreciate it. we saw the bump in the last month. Thank you guys very much. Um, but please uh, rate, subscribe, share as much as you can. We appreciate you, and we look forward to talking with you guys next week. Y'all have a good week.